Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. I'm your host, Monique Sayers. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Claire Ford. Before I go and introduce Claire, I'd just like to introduce what the podcast is for people who are first listening for the first time. So a new Paradigm of Education is an awakening in education. It's not simply just showing up um, every day to educate your child in the best way. It's more than that. It's holding hands with different kinds of educators. A new paradigm you might see, you know, mainstream school, school teachers mixed with homeschool parents, mixed with business owners, mixed with a whole range of people. We're all here basically to collaborate and co-create what we believe is the fruit of a new paradigm of education. And it's completely different from what what it has been in the past it's not and there's so, some small stepping stones that people are taking along the way and what I'm really loving is that in our community of a new paradigm of education is that we get to collaborate with a whole bunch of different amazing people and Claire Ford is definitely one of those she herself is a um, an expert educator. I'll just go through um, all about Claire. So she's also a parent. She's an international author, a speaker, a coach, a healer, as well as a tutor. And she also has created her own academy, which is called Switched On Learners, which allows students to access their natural gifts, abilities, and talents to discover their true potential. So as a founder of the Switched On Academy, um, she's an expert educator with over 20 years experience. So she combines her unique skill set using the Switched On method, which I can't wait to hear all about, um, to unlock the brilliance in, in any child, tween or teen, which is amazing because, you know, having that connection and being able to switch on students and feel their brilliance is just so necessary. So go ahead and just introduce yourself a bit more, Claire, and let us know about yourself too. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much, Monique. Um, it is a pleasure to be here. And I think, you know, speaking into the new paradigm of education, I'm going to kind of start off uh, with the antithesis, if you like, with like the wrong old paradigm of education, because the reason I'm here is because that system didn't work. And I think it's really useful for people to hear that, not just from uh, the perspective of their child, like obviously many people are taking their kids out of school or world schooling or forest schooling because they found something that hasn't fit. But the reason I'm here is because I once was uh, a school teacher for many years, but for over 12 years in mainstream schooling and I actually ended up getting burnt out, depressed, anxious, um, actually suicidal and I needed a two-year recovery right to recover from being in mainstream education as a teacher. Now I left that thinking I could never teach. I wasn't a good teacher even though Ofsted were giving me you know good and excellent and all of this. I came away like such a shell of a person thinking I would never teach again. And actually when I was growing my coaching business, which originally was about parenting, my mastering mindset in parenting and pregnancy, um, I tutored on the side to grow my business, right? And the thing was, I used to be embarrassed to say that I was a teacher. I used to be embarrassed to say, um, you know, that, that I can get these results for kids. Like that was almost like a dirty secret, just something I did on the side, right? And what happened in the pandemic, and this is what's exciting for me and speaking into what you're saying, where, you know, we combine parenting, entrepreneurship, and pedagogy is that I basically had a 
a knock from the universe on one of my walks, right? I got a bit of a download. Well, it wasn't a, it was like a knock on the back of my head. And, you know, this was the universe talking to me saying, Claire, you have to step into this education space. There are so many people struggling with this right now. You know, you have this experience, you have these things at your fingertips to share. Uh, you need to do this. And I was still kind of like suffering from PTSD, right? I'm like, there's no way I'm going back into teaching, right? Forget it. <laughs> I, am, I was literally this angry with this other voice, you know? And I went on another walk another day and lo and behold, they knocked harder and louder. I said, no, 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 this is actually your calling. You have to do this. And so that's when I came back into the education space, although I'd been dabbling under the radar. But if you like, it's when I put my, my stake in the sand and actually owned from for the first time from a heartfelt, soul-led space, owned the fact that I am, you know, I am an educator, I'm an academic coach, and I'm also a light worker. And so I'm bringing that into education, you know, without apology, without hiding, saying I can raise the vibration of our next generation, I can support our young learners and our teens who are struggling right now. And I can I can bring the pieces of the puzzle, you know, my healing, my teaching, my coaching, my parenting, I'm allowed now to bring all those pieces of the puzzle together by not being in mainstream education. So I just kind of wanted to share that with you to so that you can see a, a little tiny bit of my journey and why I'm so passionate about it now, but how it almost broke me in the past. Thank you so much. I can feel that. And maybe uh, you could see the tears in my eyes. The people on the podcast can't see it, but I could really feel uh, Claire's heart um, and soul with that. And I really align with what you're saying. And I really feel your energy has got that stake in the stand of being an educator. And it is really a gift and a calling. And it's not something that's um, that we all don't have within us. So my message also back to everybody else who's listening is all of the parents out there or anybody who doesn't even have children but wants to support our children, you know, if that's your gift and your calling, go for it because there's just so much need. There's so much need out there for our children um, to really change this face of education in, in just so many different ways. And, and I also really love um, what you shared about your, your reflection around anxiety as well in our book, A New Paradigm of Education. My chapter starts off with that, um, that part of myself as well, that I was really, really unconfident and anxious. And a lot of just stuff was just not happening in terms of the classroom. And I just was like, you know what, I, I, I think I'm meant to be doing this, but what's going on, you know? And actually my own personal journey of my own healing and my own awakening completely transformed my, myself as an educator and the way that children are reflecting back to me as well so I really really resonate with you and I'm sure so many people out there are also really resonating as well whether you're a parent or an educator or just somebody who wants to help our our next generation not that they need help they don't need help I think it's we that need the help right <laughs> they're yeah. already perfect so yeah. yeah they certainly don't need fixing either you know this is the thing I think that um you know our language can trap us into thinking you know especially when we've got you know children with SEN or on the spectrum or on the this or off the that or whatever it is and and we kind of find a way to fix them there's no fixing that's needed right it's the system that's broken not the children the children do not need fixing you know we need to find different ways to relate to them and bring out that genius that's all that needs to happen 
Yeah, totally. And I feel that leads into perhaps what Switched On is all about. Um, would you share more about that? I can feel that that energy relates to what you've just shared and I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, sure. So the reason um, the reason I called my, my academy Switched On was because parents were coming to me, you know, during the pandemic, basically saying how their kids were switched off education right how oh my gosh you know we've got this work home from school and it's so boring you know they've done it already or I can't get them to be motivated because obviously you know it's not relevant they don't understand it or the parents don't understand it and so I was like okay there's lots of young people well and families actually you know the parents too who are really switched off education what is going on what is it that has been lost right um in this journey of learning and discovery and so I came to, you know, thought about this long and hard and came up with my own methodology, which I use to basically switch learners back on. And it's like, come on, guys, right? We can do this. And it can be sometimes very simple examples that I give people. And they're like, oh, you know, I never thought of that. Because sometimes the simplest things are the most effective things. It doesn't have to be overly complicated and, uh, you know, difficult to, to remember and difficult to, to put into practice. It has to be something that's quick and easy and fun. And then people are like switched on again. So that's why I called my academy switched on. Um, and I basically have three, um, three pillars to my learning method, which I discovered when I got amazing results for kids during lockdown in, in micro timing. You know, for example, I got children from all around the world to work with me and they each wrote their own book in just a week. Right. And people are going, how can you do this? They're different ages, different creeds, colors, nationalities, backgrounds, abilities, don't know each other. Like no teacher in their right mind would kind of take on this kind of a challenge, <laughs> which I did, of course. And um, so I thought, well, what is it that made that successful? Let me dig down into if there's something that I can use again and again and again to create the same kind of successes. And so I came up with this with this teaching methodology, the switched on learning method, which has these three pillars. And the first one, I'm sure, is no surprise to anyone, is clarity. Right. We have to get clear on not just what we're learning. That's not the most important question. We have to get clear on why we're learning it. <laughs> and this is where normally at school we fall at the first hurdle. Because I remember when I would used to ask, well, why am I learning this? And my mum would just say, you know, because I say so. And it's like, well, that's not a good enough reason. So then, you know, as a parent, you bring out the big guns and say, well, your teacher wants you to learn it. Well, that's not really good enough reason either. So then you have to go even further, go, well, you know, the head teacher or the governors want you to learn it. Uh, you know, kids can't be bothered with that. So he's like, well, the government wants you to learn it. You know, if you don't go into school to learn it, we'll be put into prison, you know, it's against the law, right? And so this is crazy. These are not good enough reasons for why children should learn anything. They're not good enough reasons. We don't need to learn something because other people are telling us that's what we need to learn. So we have to get that clarity piece right. We have to dig into that internal motivation and drive of why something is even worth spending your time and effort and energy learning in the first place. And if we can't get that question right, well, then we just stop the conversation there and go to the park, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> 
So when we get the why right, then we can go on to the next piece, which for me is curiosity. And what I've discovered is a way to switch learning back on is to help to stimulate curiosity and to provide that space for curious questions to be asked. Because there's nothing that breaks my heart more than a child who's come from a school uh, environment and is now too afraid to ask questions. You know, I was working with one boy once, I'll give you a very quick example if we've got time, Monique, and uh, he came to me once, we were working to get his 11 plus done, and he came to me and he was in a real grump, right, this boy, he was about nine or ten, no, it was ten, he was, I'm like, okay, what's the matter with you, and he's really sorry, he's like, oh, I was like, come on, tell me, and he said, well, I asked a question at school, and my teacher didn't answer it, I'm like, okay, you know, teachers are busy, they don't have time to answer everything. You know, what was the question? And he was asking, he wanted to know about the Big Bang Theory and how the world was created, which is an awesome question, of course, but not necessarily a question that every adult has time to answer when it's asked, right? So I said, well, that's amazing. I said, that's incredible. You know, I've just created something in the quantum curriculum, which is all to do with how the world began, right? And I'm thinking, oh, this is so aligned. And so I was really excited about this question. Now, the teacher didn't answer it because she was probably doing a hundred other things. And as a result, she made this poor boy feel that his question wasn't valid. And so a few months down the line, when we were working on something else and we were doing, I don't know, brochures or something information brochures and I'm like well you know what do you want to learn about what do you want to find out about or what do you want to tell me about in your information brochure you know how can we uh how can we we learn something new and he went oh I, I don't really want to find out about anything and I'm like but well, what do you mean and I said well what about how the earth was created he said no I'm not interested in that I said well what else are you interested in he said I don't really know he said I can't be bothered to ask any questions into Google and so that spark, that spark was literally blown out by that teacher, not necessarily because she meant to, but just that happened to that boy. And that spark, that curiosity disappeared, you know, and how tragic is that if that is happening to our young people? Basically, that means that humanity has not got a future ahead of it, because if people hadn't been asking intelligent and curious questions, we wouldn't have developed the products and the amazing technology that we, we're used to nowadays. And so this boy might be a future young inventor, you know? He might be the kind of person that's asking curious questions about how else could we get to space or how else could aliens send us a message, right? And now he doesn't bother to ask any questions anymore at the age of 10. That is criminal. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's unbelievable. And I'd love to hear the final pillar, but I feel like curiosity is definitely one of the, the key um, the key principles of activation of learning and in the new paradigm um, a lot of the authors that I was working with as well we were all just feeling into that place of love and then that place for, of love creates the curiosity and the the desire to be learning so I can see that by having that shut down it's just shut down all of him and you know other children as well going through this so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, so important. And, you know, so to, to cultivate that curiosity, you know, we just have to allow space for questioning and we have to allow ourselves as adults some compassion as well 
and to know it's okay to not know the answer. This is something that I talk to parents a lot about, going on this shoulder to shoulder approach through the learning journey that you don't have to be the one leading and having all the answers. You know, you can have something like a curiosity jar and you say, well, that's a great question. We don't have time to look at it right now. Put it in the curiosity jar. And when we have time, let's take out one of our curious questions and go on this journey of exploration together to figure out what some of the answers might be. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that idea to use in your home or in the schools. And it also reminds me of the old paradigm where even as a teacher, we needed to know it all, you know, standing out the front of a classroom, I need to know everything, I'm the teacher. And that's just, we all know that's the old paradigm. And, you know, as a parent, we kind of wing it, like we're just sort of winging it. And I feel like as an educator now, that's what I'm doing. I'm just showing up and I'm feeling energy of children, looking into what they need. What are they curious about? Okay, let's go from that place. And I'm so grateful that you're encouraging parents to bring this practice into their homes and, and other educators to play with that as well, because it really is a key for the new paradigm, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so the third pillar, and you know, you'll know this, you'll know this in your in your heart, uh, Monique, my third pillar is, of course, you know, that that connection, that collaboration piece, you know, that it's not just, you know, it's not just teacher child, it's, you know, it's got to be the family on board, the child on board, the teach the educator on board, you know, but actually more than that, you know, it's it's our whole communities, you know, I know people have used, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, people are said that so much but it really is that it's the fact that you know learning is a collaborative it's a collaborative thing you know you can have a lone wolf like somebody who likes to study on their own I don't mean it in that way but I just mean that we learn from each other we we learn we can learn as a group we can collaborate um, as adults to provide the best kind of opportunities um, and, and learning journeys for our young people. And so, you know, that collaborative element has to be there, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. That's, I believe, is also the, the key of the new paradigm is collaboration, because that space of going it alone, it just, it feels um, harder. Like there's just so many resources we can use. And the biggest resource as well I found is using that resource from within. So what you were sharing around first, am I regulated? How am I? And then from there, okay, how can I connect? How can I use different like collaborative people like yourself? Like how could Claire support me? How could Monique support me? How could I support my children? How could we support each other? It's definitely, definitely necessary. And that's what's so exciting about this new paradigm is that it's not one size fits all. It's like, really, there's just no set path. And I feel like another message is that's coming through what you're sharing is um, the more that people are able to kind of just let go and to trust that what they're doing is okay, that this is the paradigm in itself, that it doesn't have to be a perfect mold. It doesn't have to be a perfect way. All of that is done. And I, I also feel that's what the pandemic has showed us, you know, like, you know, all of a sudden just things were just swept beyond us that you know it's taken away and it's like okay well what's left what is there what is there left and curiosity can always be there right it's not yeah. something that has to go yeah. so that's right that's right that curiosity and you know and I think that people found a different way to connect you know during the pandemic so many things were taken for granted and actually you know we were given opportunities online to collaborate with people all around the world that we wouldn't necessarily have thought of beforehand and even families and friends had to make an effort to connect with the people they wanted to connect with and to show up 
right at a given time and to hold that space because you couldn't just drop in for a cup of tea do you know what i mean you had to organize it right bring your tea to zoom and you have your cup of tea together but you had to be there at that same time and so i think it did make people realize um really about how how to feel connected with people when you're not in that same physical space and i think that that was a real opening i i personally think that that was a gift of the pandemic in a way oh, i i 100% agree and all the different um births of different companies and people's creation and people stepping into that place of curiosity adults stepping into that place of curiosity themselves like what what can I do now in the world and how can I be that to be able to support then my child and us then sort of being that that place of inspiration you know it's it's amazing I'm, I'm really grateful for that as well um I'd love to ask you too I have a special interest in quantum learning so I'd love to know a little bit about what you do that in the switched on academy or just anything around quantum learning for kids if you could share that that would be amazing yeah sure so really it's about um allowing children to, my my main mission is about allowing children to become fully self-expressed and you know I feel that you know in you know certainly for me as a child um and growing up as quite a, a spiritual empathic person um you know that was truncated in school right I felt like those those bits were cut off and I had to fit in the box and be a certain energy and perform in a certain way and so for me um really in my in my kind of um way of doing quantum it's about allowing children to express themselves in different ways um, and it's about allowing them to go on that journey of curiosity to um to say it's okay to ask about um you know people in different planets and different universes. It's okay to ask about different timelines and timeline collapse. It's okay to ask about fairies and angels and this kind of thing, you know, because actually what I'm finding is that the children don't really need the lessons. They all actually know this stuff anyway. <laughs> it's the parents and the adults and the educators that need to be given permission in a way to uh, to remember what the children already know. And so it's really easy to teach them about this stuff because they haven't learned that it's not okay to know it. And so they're just like, oh yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I talk to fairies or you know, I I um you know, I, I, I can relate to being a mermaid or whatever it is, right? And so we do things like unlocking your superpowers, which is all about intuition and sixth senses and things like that. You know, I call it names that parents will understand, but the content is what the children understand, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. I've actually seen uh, one of your presentations, Claire, for children in our quantum uh, magic school for kids that we're both a part of as well, which is another great platform for children to learn quantum. There's so many different ways that they, they can do it. And yeah, it was brilliant what you presented in there. <laughs> I can see it's, it's beautiful for the children to be able to do that. And I'm imagining what's in your academy is amazing as well. I'd love to also see that. Do you have anything um, that you offer parents or like resources or things that parents could look at that you can support them with it doesn't have to be quantum but it could just be with other types of learning I know that a lot of parents would, would really like to know that probably educators as well yeah so in the switched on academy there's a tab which just says free 
on the top and um, there's loads of free resources. I'm, in fact, I, I was creating quite a lot during lockdown. And so I've now got it into, you know, what you can read, what you can see and what you can hear. <laughs> so there's a few blogs in there. There's a few podcasts in there, um, you know, and there's a few video trainings in there, um, which can help people from really practical things like how do I plan the week ahead if I'm homeschooling my children, um, you know, topic based learning and all of that to things around meditation, well-being, mindfulness. You know, I did a training just the other day about um, helping children manage exam anxiety. But of course, so that's the really grounded kind of 3D. And then within that, there's the breath work and, you know, emotional regulation and also actually future pacing and visioning the outcome that you want. So this seems to be kind of how I start with the kind of 3D pain point that everybody understands. And then it's almost like I weave in the magical bits along the way. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it always changes depending on who we're connecting with anyway, what they need, what kind of little bit of magic is needed. <laughs> so I totally hear you on that, on that aspect. I also have an interest in your book, um, the Rainbows and Lollipops book. It just seems like really brilliant. Like I'm really inspired that you actually brought this to life and teaching literacy with soul. Like soul is like one of my favorite words. <laughs> So could you tell me about this project and the kids? Because the kids, they are the paradigm and we're here for them, oh, right? You know? Yeah. So this was such an exciting adventure. So this was in the first year of lockdown when the kids were coming to me switched off and the parents were like so cross and they're like, why are we doing fronted adverbials? And my kid doesn't remember anything. And we don't know about grammar. And, you know, they start a story and can't finish it. And all of this, there was all this like, going on. And I'm like, okay. I'm going to create this writing course to help children to write a story in a week. And I had already started, in, um, you know, on a book uh, a few years before, which was downloaded to me um, about, uh, you know, I, I had this concept for this book and I'd never got, I didn't understand where it fit. And then suddenly I was on this course with the children that I was facilitating. And I said, do you know what? Because of my shoulder to shoulder approach and because of I consider that I learn from the children, I said, I'm going to write our book at the same time as I'm teaching you to write your books and your books are going to be part of the big book. Right. So we've got all the children's stories in here, as well as some of my own, you know, with beautiful little illustrations. Um, you know, they've got their stories in here, you know. Uh, which they've illustrated all different kinds of things. And, and then I thought, well, during lockdown, parents need to know, or they've been asking me, how do I teach my child to write? So I thought, okay, this is also going to be a resource for parents. So at the back of the book, in very typical teacher fashion, I've got a, you know, how to, right? So what we're looking for, for example, in recipes, there's a little tick box. And then underneath, there's examples of exactly that. So say you were trying to teach your, your child to write whatever it was, a diary entry. And I've said, oh, you know, we're looking for an informal tone. You can then find that exactly what that looks like and try to replicate it in your child's writing at home. So it's very practical. But then, because I have to weave the magic, <laughs> because I'm an alchemist and a light worker, that all on itself was, was okay, but not quite enough. So what this book also does is 
it goes up through our energetic centers and the chapters are written with different chakras in mind so it starts off with our you know i've even put the contents here in red and then orange and yellow and green right as it goes up through so it starts off with a very a story that's actually very grounded about the earth and about nature and about connecting with nature and then our last story is um a prayer to the universe so it's right up here you see so People don't need to know that unless they get that. But as you go through the book, what's happening is that actually you're unlocking your different energetic centers as well. So that's one little part of it. And then at the end of each of the chapters, so I thought, well, not all children like to read and not all children like to write. So at the end of the chapters, we have some curious questions, of course, to ask about the story. We also have some aligned actions that people can take, which is maybe about sketching or drawing or acting something out or creating music or dressing up as something. So it's not to do with writing, but it's to do with the message in the story. And then at the end of each story is a magical meditation. So there's that time to sit and relax and for the parent and child to share that experience together. And that's why it's teaching literacy with soul. Wow, that's amazing. I really love that. If you can hear my little daughter in the background, she's just talking in the background. <laughs> Maybe she's doing light language. That lit me up so much hearing that expression of yourself. Like it's amazing. Um, all the energy of the chakras and then all these little extra woven bits and it's how useful yeah. is that and it's helpful for the children it's yeah. in giving them a voice it's also giving yeah. practical tips for parents and the children what an amazing and amazing creative process that is wow and, and um what's what's lovely is that um you know if you've got a child at home who's you know a reluctant writer for want of a better word you know and they're eight years old or nine years old, oh i can't do that you know that's for big children well no you just show them one of the stories in here that's written by an eight-year-old and you can say well this person did it there's no reason why you can't do it <laughs> totally 100% I love that I just love the whole um, magic um, the inspiration that it's come from the place that it's come from as well it's really come from service to them and then service to the parents and yeah as I just said activation voice creativity and also magic because I love magic as well so yeah. it's got everything in it wow what an amazing book um, so my other question that I always ask all of our guests that come on here and I have a very special interest in knowing is uh, what is your vision for a new paradigm of education yes i love this and i've been reading you know lots of books about this and and doing my own meditations and visualizations about this as well and um you know it's no coincidence that we're all here talking about these different paradigms and levels and stuff so i think definitely there has to be the element of you know spiritual development personal development and emotional well-being you know as well as the academics like definitely like just even as the starting point like that's the lowest level of consciousness to just go yeah okay those things those things have to be a given right um we can't move forward without combining those things so that's the first thing which is why you know i talk about educating 
empowering and elevating the students. So that's that's the basis, that's the given. And then I think what, you know, what I would love to see is, um, is this oneness, you know, it's, it's no surprise that we're both part of the Oneness Foundation, is the fact that, you know, the, the young children who are coming through now, if we fast forward to when they're adults, when they're 30, we can imagine them sitting around in some kind of, um, you know, conversation where they're talking about, you know, how to eradicate the poverty in the world, how to make sure that the environment, you know, is protected and thriving, and that they see the, the world as their home. It's not over in Africa or over in the West or up in the East or whatever. The world is the home. The world is the global classroom. And we're all citizens. We're all part of that. And so whatever pain somebody's going through in another part of the world is also my pain. And I think that when we, we um, allow the children to be able to understand that, that is how we're going to change the world, right? And it probably sounds a bit cliche, but I've actually visualized this happening. Um, and so I know it can be true. I know it's, it's, it's a reality, whether we choose that, I don't know, but it's a reality that is possible. The other thing as well is I think that we need to bring back in the power of the elders, the power of the elders, right? because that wisdom that is there, you know, and also the time for that connection with the young children, you know, I think so many families have become so separate. And if we were able to have like the council of elders back again to support and nourish our young people so that the parents, while they're growing up are still learning, we haven't got enough wisdom as parents you know, we need the grandparents as well. And so I think that there, there can be more uh, with that. There can be a, a greater kind of emphasis on, on that. This kind of council of elders, this oneness of understanding, you know, in a collaborative and a compassionate way um, about the world's economy, about the world's finances, you know, um, all of that, food sources, everything like that. And the other thing, of course, which is absolutely crucial and which can be taught, you know, from a very young age is self-regulation. And so what um, I think is Neil Donald Walsh talks about highly evolved beings, HEBs. And the difference between HEBs and the humans that are here now, the, way, the state we're in now, is that HEBs are very self-regulated and they've got, they've got this idea of unity. And so, you know, the question is, well, why would you harm another person? Why would you do something to harm another person? Because that's actually harming yourself, you know? And so then there's no need for prisons. There's no need for laws. There's no need for police. There's no need for all of this because everybody's regulating themselves at such a high level to be the highest possible version of themselves in any given moment in time, which is the beauty of, of the universe expressing itself in its highest version, that if everybody is conscious enough to do that in any given moment, that's actually the kind of epitome of perfection. 
Yes, yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> no, it. it's amazing. It's a full-hearted answer. And how can you explain that? It's an, an evolution. And I really feel this is the paradigm. It's the evolution of us rising, as you're saying, to the highest, to the highest yeah. good, serving from the highest good, serving from that place of, yeah, community, non-separation, of giving, of love. And when you're in that state, that's all there is. And so it's easy to be able to have all of that. And so the stepping stones towards that is just doing little bits and pieces every day, isn't it? Just to help yeah. ourselves and help help humanity and whatever that is you know yeah I really love I, your answer <laughs> and I think you know with that stepping stone and people say well you know that sounds amazing but what can I do it's about it's about being true to ourselves it's about starting with that self-regulation we don't have to change the world we don't have to you know worry about I mean obviously people are aware of things but we don't have to you know, just just think about your own unit, your own family unit, how you're showing up for your kids, how you're showing up for your partner, how you're showing up for yourself primarily. You know, are you being the highest possible version of yourself in any given moment? And if the answer is no, which for many of us it is no, why is that? Get into that curiosity. Why is that? Is it because you just don't know, right? Is it because you haven't got the clarity? Is it because you haven't got the, the, the awareness? In which case, go on the education journey and start taking that path and making those steps. And you'll be rewarded for that. Yes. Ooh. Yes, wow. So education is something that's coming from within us and it's, that place of learning, that place of recognition beyond any textbooks, beyond anything else, that's the, that's the key of this, right? And all this Absolutely. other stuff we're doing is supporting that. But coming back to that place, that's such a message. Thank you so much for coming on today, Claire. I've really, really enjoyed your wisdom. And you've got so much wisdom. I love that you can speak about academics. You can speak about the quantum. You can speak about your own journey as a teacher, as a parent. Like there's just so much you offer. And um, if people are wanting to connect with you, how can they reach you? Thank you so much. So the easiest place really is just to go to switchedonglobal.com. Um, there's a, a, a tab there that says contact. You can send me an email, you can send me a message, you know, I'm on all the different social media platforms, hop into my messenger or just email me from the uh, website. That's the easiest way. I'm always up for a conversation. So don't be a stranger. I'd love to know how everybody's getting on and uh, look forward to, to speaking to people. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us, because by you listening and joining in this conversation of a new paradigm of education, we are truly helping to evolve education together. So thank you, everybody. Namaste.